Hey, Granville Chapel youth, welcome back to our Lent 2020 podcast series called 40 Days with Jesus. Whether you are waking up early to read your Bible or fitting it into another part of your day, I hope that our Father God is filling you with his love, his joy, and his peace as you consider the meaning of Easter, of Jesus' amazing gift on the cross for us, and for what it means for your life out in God's world. It's another sunny afternoon in Vancouver, and I hope you're having a great day wherever you are. Today's episode, we're back in the Old Testament, looking for signs of Jesus in God's revelation there. So let's grab your Bible, and let's get into it. Okay, here we are. Today we are looking at uh, the prophet Isaiah, specifically chapter 52, verse 13, to chapter 53, verse 12. In Isaiah, this little chunk is called a servant song, and it's the fourth one. The servant was this person, this coming uh, prophet or leader, the Messiah, that God would send. And, And this passage is all about that coming Messiah, who we know to be Jesus. In fact, this section is actually called the Gospel of the Old Testament. And it is quoted more times in the New Testament than any other uh, passage in the Old Testament. You see, Jew, uh, Jewish followers of Jesus, uh, whether they followed him around, they, they knew their Bible. And this passage, like many other in the Old Testament, about the Messiah matched the life of Jesus that they were seeing. And it helped them, and it still helps us, to know that Jesus was the one that God had promised to send. So I'm going to dive right in to chapter 52, verse 14, and sort of show you some of these clues. So as we're at Easter time, we're thinking of what Jesus did on the cross. And in verse 14, it says this about the coming servant. It says, His appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any man, and his form marred beyond human likeness. So again, if you know anything about the cross, you know the the terrible punishment and uh, the bloody sort of mess that Jesus um, endured to be on the cross. And then right away in verse 15, about the cross, it says, So he will sprinkle many nations, and kings will shut their mouths because of him. For what they were not told, they will see, and for what they have not heard, they will understand. So two things here. This thing about sprinkling, it's a very common sort of Old Testament thing. They would take the the blood of a sacrificed lamb and sprinkle it on the people and on the altar as a symbol of the forgiveness of sins from God. And this idea of the kings um, uh, being able to see and understand, it just shows us that because of Jesus, people will see and will understand God's coming salvation. Let's jump over to chapter 53, verse 2, talking about who Jesus would uh, be. It says this of him. It says, He grew up before him, before God, like a tender shoot. He had uh, no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. So it really goes and shows us that God's servant, Jesus, would grow up simply, not as a royal who would attract us with his his good looks or his power. Um, He would be a simple man, and he was a simple villager. And in verse 3, it says this, He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. So again, this would have been strange for the early readers of the Old Testament to, they weren't sure that that's the kind of Messiah that they wanted. But we know of Jesus, that's what he was all about 
He was familiar with suffering, and that's good news for us in all that we go through. Into verse 4 and 5, this section really stood out to me, and I want to call it the great exchange. Let me read part of it for you. It says this, Surely he took up our infirmities, and he carried our sorrows. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. He was crushed for our iniquities. By his wounds, we are healed. So again, these, all these statements that have to do with exchange, it's the gospel. It's Jesus substituting what we did and taking it on him to give us the forgiveness that only he can. So after some of these statements about the coming servant, Jesus, it, in verse 6, it turns and has something to say about us. In verse 6 says this, We, all like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Jesus was constantly talking about us like sheep. And there's this whole idea of sheep going astray. I feel that. I don't know if you do. But if you keep doing wrong, you're not alone. You're like a sheep. I'm like a sheep. And the good news here is it says, the Lord laid on him the iniquity or the sin of us all. Again, this great exchange. And it just makes me so thankful. In verse 7, this funny little detail, it says, He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. Interesting. I got a chance to actually see this once on a farm in northern Alberta. It was the day they cut all the wool off the sheep. They bring in the shearers. And I just assumed you'd see sheep sort of um, bleeding and uh, not, not bleeding, but bleating, doing their baaing and struggling as they were trying to cut all this wool off the sheep. But it wasn't like that. As soon as they got that that sheep in the pen and were able to turn it on its back, he just laid there, just laid there quietly like he was enjoying it. And the farmer could shear off all that wool. And he really did just lay there with his mouth closed. And again, if you're looking at what Jesus did on the cross, he didn't fight it. He let it happen like a sheep before his shears. He was silent. Let's skip over to verse 11 and 12. And just a couple parts, it says this. My servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. And in 12, for he bore the sin of many, and he made intercession for the transgressors. So again, this idea that Jesus will justify many, Jesus will bear the sins. God's servant will be and was good news for the whole world. What a clear picture of what Jesus did on the cross. So, Like I want to do every time, I have a question for you from this text and a prayer. Here's my question. In what area of your life are you most aware of your need for Jesus' substituting gift of forgiveness? Be specific of your need. I want you to bring it to mind. And I want you to be able to be aware that you can, again, if you haven't been aware of this, you can let it go. It's paid for. We need to do that sometimes. We need to be aware and be thankful of what we have been already forgiven. And next, the prayer. I want to encourage you to pray and thank God for canceling your debt of sin and covering your shame. And again, be specific. Thank God. And as you pray, 
God wants to let you feel healed and forgiven all over again. And when you sin, like we all will today even, his forgiveness doesn't stop being true. We are really just like sheep and we need that constant reminder from the good shepherd of how much he loves us. As it says in verse 5, by his wounds we are healed. That's true past, that's true today, present, and it's true ongoing every day. By his wounds we are healed. So there you go. I want to invite you guys to go in peace with God today and be healed. Feel free from any burdens that you've been carrying around. So that's it. Thanks so much for listening in again today. I hope that you've enjoyed it and been a little more inspired to seek the Lord in scripture and to tune your heart to the ways of Jesus during Lent. Have a great day at school, at home, with your friends, or whatever else you're doing. See you next time.